This podcast is sponsored by CU ServNet. CU ServNet is a CUSO, the only one of its kind dedicated to mortgage loan servicing. Our singular purpose is to generate ideas, design, build, and implement new product initiatives for credit unions. We are committed to the very highest standard of member experience, a caring and responsive approach. We provide flexible, customized solutions to each credit union. CU ServNet is led by executives from some of the nation's top credit unions. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. The past several years have brought an increase in regulatory requirements to the mortgage process that has forced credit unions to focus less on member relationships while they dedicate more resources to meet the burden of compliance. CU ServNet helps credit unions meet their regulatory obligations while preserving the personal touch that distinguishes credit unions in the financial services marketplace. I'm Ron Jose, a senior editor with CUNA News. This episode of the CUNA News Podcast features Lori Pinto, Senior Vice President of Business Development at Senlar, the mortgage subservicing partner to CU ServNet, a CUNA Associate Business Member at the Associate level. In this interview, Pinto provides an overview of the current subservicing environment while offering insight on how credit unions can gain value from outsourcing their mortgage portfolios. Lori, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you came to work with credit unions? So I've been in the mortgage industry for more than 30 years at this point and really started working with credit unions probably 25 years ago. As a subservicer, we partnered with credit unions. And then close to 20 years ago, we became part of a QSO called CU ServNet. And as part of my role as business development manager and senior vice president at Senlar, I became the executive director of the QSO. And what that QSO does is it brings best practices in the mortgage space for credit unions. And so I work directly with our board of directors, who are some of the chief lending officers and mortgage leaders in some of the largest credit unions in the U.S. And I work with them, our operations team my client management team to really manage the relationships. The credit unions that we service, as well as the board of directors come to us um, to generate new ideas, product offerings, and other initiatives that we can put in place to really manage what's going on in the market so that we're providing the best service that we can as the subservicing partner for the QSO, which is CU ServNet. So industry experts have said that this year, 2022, will be a year of transition, kind of moving from the refinance market to the purchase market. How is this going to affect credit unions? You know, credit unions, I think, like most of those in the market, um, are going to be pushed to focus on purchases versus refinances. I think credit unions are in a unique position because they know their members so well, but there continues to be limited inventory. The home values continue to rise. Um, People are moving out of high-rise areas into smaller communities. Um, So there's some opportunity there on the purchase side, but that's, I think, yet to be seen. I think the focus is really going to be on, you know, what can I do to get into a home? 
the Fed's increasing the rates and expects to do that four or five times over, and affordability will be hard to come by for first-time home buyers. So I really think what we're going to see is credit unions maybe looking into what they do well is knowing their members and focusing on a HELOC product or a home equity loan. They do that very well um, in the credit union space. I think it's going to surge and they need to be able to be ready to take advantage of that opportunity because maybe where a homeowner member can't find a home, maybe they expand their home and decide to stay in it and they can use that equity at a much lower rate. So what type of outreach efforts are credit unions doing with their members to uh, increase home lending? Well, I think what they do is that, you know, they're great at advertising. They're great at being member centric, utilizing the data that they have. They talk to their members all the time. They target members who are at a purchase point in the journey of their life. So they're looking at their members, children, family relationships, and when is the right time to be able to reach out to them. They're great at using data points and taking that data to go after the model that they need to find that right homeowner. You know, credit unions are just so loyal to their members and knowing their market that they know that base um, more than I think any any outside marketing detail can bring to them. Um, and so they're constantly looking to how do I get the younger first-time home buyer into the market? They're bringing other sales associates into the market that know the mortgage space. And typically credit unions will, during a period like now, when there's so many loan officers available to the market, they'll take advantage of that and bring them into their own shop and use the knowledge that they have about their member base with the experience that they find outside the market. So you talked a little bit about the limited inventory. What does the current environment look like for credit union members right now? They're more focused on personalizing the member interaction, the empathy, um, making sure that the homeowner member is being taken care of. I know in our world, the agents on the phones are very focused on keeping the members in their home. We have the same goals as a subservicer with our credit union partners within the QSO and our regulators to make sure that the families get to stay in their homes or avoiding foreclosure. I mean, that's the best outcome for us, the best outcome for the credit unions, for the values of the credit union in their own pocketbook, as well as just the property values. And then for the communities, I mean, I think that's going to be a big focus. You know, at the height of COVID, there was more than 4 million homeowners that were in some stage of forbearance, you know, using the CARES Act as a safety net. Do I need it? Do I not need it? Um, and, and credit union members are part of that, asking for assistance. Today, as a subservicing partner for the QSO, Stemler has got about 1,000, 1,050 loans in active forbearance in the credit union space. And so as the forbearance moratorium to foreclosure moratoriums come to expire, the government has worked very closely with the states to put together a homeowner's assistance fund, um, which is called HAP. The Treasury launched the program under the American Rescue Plan Act and provided you know, almost $10 billion for states, District of Columbia, U.S. territories, tribal entities, Hawaii, and, and other entities. And HAP was really put in place to prevent extending mortgage delinquencies, defaults, foreclosures, you know, loss of utilities, homeowner assistance fees, energy, um, anything for the members who experience hardship. So we continue to work with our credit unions and our credit union partners to make sure that where they can, their members apply for the HAP program 
and have put additional information out on the website so that the members know what they can do to participate in that program. So are we likely to see more credit unions outsourcing their mortgage servicing portfolios in 2022? Yeah, I I think people buckled in and focused on what they were doing in their own shops during the last two years. But the amount of regulatory changes that have gone in over the last two years has been something that we've not seen in years. And I think it's going to become harder and harder for credit unions to support the regulatory changes, the half programs, the need for a variety of HELOC programs, as well as non-QM products, you know, offering a product that they maybe won't service, but they know would be right for their individual um, member. So I think the market's going to start seeing more of a shift towards outsourcing. And I think credit unions are, are feeling that already. Is that where you guys kind of come in, is helping them navigate that? Yeah, I mean, that's what a subservicing partner does. Similar in its relationship with CU ServNet, you know, we bring subservicing to credit unions so that they can work on growing the portfolio, bringing more opportunities to members with new products, whether it's a, a variety of a HELOC product. So they're not just servicing an asset loan or a loan that's very comfortable for them. But the point is, is that they can expand their market, grow their business model, and really give back to the individual member what they need without having to do it themselves. We give them the security, we keep them regulatory compliance in line, and just keep them up to date. And then you know, we'll give them other opportunities to cross sell their members, stay in front of them, whether it's through marketing banners or customization on the IVR or chatbots. We really try to tie our technology and customize in alignment with what the credit union is doing in their own space. So they can focus on working with their members. Absolutely. What are the other benefits for credit unions outsourcing their mortgage portfolios? Well, they get the, the ability from a capacity perspective. What we typically see with you know, credit unions is that someone's been there for a very, very long time and there's nobody to backfill the person that's leaving. By outsourcing the portfolio, you're not dependent on just one person. You've got a team of people working directly with you that understand your business and learn your business. Like I mentioned, they've got the ability to cross-sell other products, go into a market. Maybe they're not comfortable in the secondary market and maybe they put everything into portfolio let the secondary market people learn how to sell in the secondary market, but don't have to worry about servicing it and servicing according to the secondary market. Those, I think, are huge opportunities for them because servicing personnel is hard to find in our industry today, and keeping them forever in the credit unions isn't always easy. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. This podcast is sponsored by CU ServNet. CU ServNet is a CUSO, the only one of its kind dedicated to mortgage loan servicing. Our singular purpose is to generate ideas, design, build, and implement new product initiatives for credit unions. We are committed to the very highest standard of member experience, a caring and responsive approach. We provide flexible, customized solutions to each credit union. CU ServNet is led by executives from some of the nation's top credit unions.